Welcome to Amplify, the personal brand business show. Today on the show, Bob is speaking with Ben Amos. The reality is, if people don't connect with you or they don't like you, they'll just scroll past, they'll just flick to the next video and they'll be less likely to see your content in the future. And that is absolutely fine doesn't matter who scrolls past your video what matters is the people that stop long enough to go this guy looks interesting this person looks like they've got an interesting opinion about something i'm going to stick around and hear what they have to say that's what matters hi there and welcome back to the personal brand business show my name is bob gentle every week i speak with incredible people who share their secrets to building marketing and monetizing their expertise and the unique mindset you need for your business to grow and thrive If you're new to the show, then while you still have your device in your hand, just hit the subscribe button. That way you won't miss a single episode. And if you're a regular listener, consider sharing this show with just one person. It's the very best way to help the show grow and help me reach more people. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, please. And give this episode a thumbs up. And better still, if you have questions or feedback, hit the the comments and do ask them there because they are golden and I really enjoy them and I don't get very many. So today I am thrilled to be welcoming back one of my very first podcast guests. I checked Ben, it was episode 15 and I tell you when I got to 15 I thought I had made it. My guest today is Ben Amos and I will tell you reader that today we are going to answer some timely questions but today Ben before I start rolling over everything can maybe, maybe just stop and say welcome back. Well, thanks, Bob. It's a pleasure to be back. I don't, I don't know. How long ago was that, Bob? It's probably three or four years. It must be. Yeah. Because Man, that was episode 15. This is heading towards episode 250. Well done. It's been a long time. And I've met you in person since then, which is really, f- not twice, three yeah, times maybe. So. Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure to be back. Looking forward to jumping in. Let's do this. Yes. So... We know each other quite well, and it would be very selfish for me to pile into the interview without maybe asking you to tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and the kind of work you do. I know what I want to talk about today, but the listener needs to know who you are. Sure. Well, where to start? So, you know, I, um, I guess, you know, best way to describe me as a passionate video strategist and marketer, um, but that really comes back down to, you know, where this started for me was I left teaching career behind about 13 years ago and, and started a video production business here in Australia. So if you pick the accent, I'm Australian. I live in beautiful Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia, best beaches in the world. So I started this video production company 13 years ago and was making videos for local businesses here. And And there was one particular time that I remember really clearly, which was like a turning point for me in business, which is when I'd made a a particular video, a brand video for a local business here and we'd got paid for it, we'd handed the video over and everyone was stoked with the video that they'd got and they'd paid for and we moved on and went to find another video to make for another client. You know, that sounds fine, right? But the the turning point, the shift in me, this was about seven years ago in my business, was that I checked back on what this client had done with that video about six months later and all they'd done is uploaded it to YouTube and in that time it had got like 34 views on YouTube and clearly there wasn't a return on that video's investment with 34 views and most of those are probably their employees or their their mum, right, watching that video. So that kind of kicked off for me this shift in what we do and, and what I've been 
passionately focused on for the last seven, eight years of figuring out the strategy behind video, particularly for businesses. And so that's now kind of the foundation of what we do in my agency, which is called Innovate Media here in Queensland, which is we call ourselves a strategy first video production company. And so that means that we're focused on the strategy as much as we are focused on creating content for our clients. And then alongside that, I've also over the last, gosh, must be six years, have been uh, building a personal brand around educating and consulting and coaching video strategists around the world. So that's under the brand of Engage Video Marketing, podcast, YouTube channel, courses, a book coming next year, all sorts of exciting stuff happening in that world. So, so that's me. I live and breathe video marketing and I love helping businesses, whether they be our clients or whether they just be part of my audience, just do better with video. I am really excited to talk about this today because it's very timely for me. And it, it's a problem that I see more and more and more that everybody knows video is probably the most effective way to build relationships at scale. And when you're talking about marketing, we have this sales funnel. And as we come down the sales funnel, we have no like trust. And video is the, f- the fastest way to accelerate that no like and trust. So what we see is more and more people becoming vaguely comfortable with video because they've, they've bitten the bullet. They've, they've got over the initial, okay, I'm terrified of video. Okay, now I kind of feel okay about doing video. And from that point onwards, I see people flailing. It would be the best way to describe it. They don't necessarily feel like they're flailing, but they're creating video after video after video without, as you say, strategy. There doesn't seem to be a plan. And now we have YouTube, TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, Facebook is a a monster. And they all kind of expect a slightly different approach. And then... God help us, there's podcasts and everybody wants to watch our podcasts on video now. So having a strategy that streamlines all of this and makes your investment productive is really important. So how do you help people through that particular, and I know it's a big question, there isn't a simple answer, but how can people start to think about moving towards being more strategic? Well, we can certainly, it is a big question, but we can certainly unpack that in the episode today here, Bob, because what you're talking about there is something that, you know, time and time again, I see and hear from so many people in business, particularly as adoption of video has become much more mainstream. The ability to create video is so much easier. It's in the hands of everyone or in the pockets of everyone in their smartphones. And, you know, since the pandemic as well, everyone is kind of been forced to be on camera more through webcams and Zoom calls. So there is a a greater adoption of video, let alone the fact that every social media platform is a video platform and the algorithms are, you know, focusing on videos, you know, the format to get more reach and engagement and all of that stuff that I'm sure our listeners are very aware of. But the problem that you've identified there is what I've sometimes referred to a bit tongue-in-cheek as tacticitis it's kind of like the disease of of focusing on tactics only when it comes to video and there's a there's a quote by a guy called Sun Tzu who wrote a book called The Art of War he was writing about war in ancient China not about modern digital marketing tactics but it's really really relevant here which is the quote goes something along the lines of 
Um, strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory, but tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. And that's the problem that I see w- with videos. So many people are just looking at, at, at video as a tactic without a strategy. They're just trying all these things because they're hearing gurus saying you need to be doing live video and you need to be doing video versions of your podcast and why aren't you doing reels yet? And come on, like, of course, you've got to be doing long-form YouTube content. You're being left behind. And, but these are all tactics, right? At the end of the day, the strategy is what ensures that the tactics actually align with business success, whatever that is that you're trying to achieve with your videos. So a strategy is really just the plan, right? And we know in business or in whatever actions we're going to take, if we don't have a good plan in place, then we'll probably just wander aimlessly into the dark and not even know where we're going. So the strategy when it comes down to it is really about identifying what it is that you want to achieve with the video actions that you're you're taking and if it's a business strategy which you know if we're talking to your audience here whether they be personal brands or or representatives of a business they're probably doing video because there's some sort of business outcome that they want to achieve right so that's where it starts is identifying who it is that you're trying to reach and what it is that you want them to do when they've seen the video. And it's kind of as simple as that, but we can go deeper into, you know, what that actually looks like. But the strategy, I guess the key thing here is that the strategy is is going to determine that the actions that you take with video are aligned to the results that you want for your business. So that all makes perfect sense. And I, I think people can understand that. And I think what's important is this whole KISS principle, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. That if you have never had a video strategy, you don't start looking at a a very broad strategy. You start with a very narrow strategy that you can execute on consistently. And it's very easy with a narrow strategy to align it with some simple business goals. Like, I want people to know who I am. That's a really simple personal brand orientated video strategies. I'm simply going to show up and say hi. Beyond that, I think once you once that's easy, you can extend it out. I really like that approach. There are lots of barriers to becoming strategic that are mostly in people's head. And the most common one I experience is when people are at the beginning of their video journey, feeling that every piece of content has to be the unified theory of everything. How do you help people move away from that and into the more snackable, no, you just need to make a video about one tiny thing. Do you understand what I mean there? Yeah. Have you seen that as well? Yeah, I mean, it's a very common thing that people overcomplicate things that they're a bit confused or uncertain about. And I think it's a protective mechanism, you know, like if you can just overcomplicate it or overthink it, then you probably never need to take the action that you know that you know you need to take, right? You know, we're, we're our own worst enemies when it comes to procrastination and overcomplication, and I'm the same. So at the end of the day, you, you talked about for personal brands just just showing up and saying, hi, this is me. And there's a strategy there. That That is a strategic piece of video content that aligns with some sort of goal when it comes to a personal brand. But it doesn't end there, of course. If every video that you do when you start becoming more consistent with video is just another one of you showing up and saying, hi, how are you today? 
this is what I'm doing today, what are you up to today, that's pretty boring and it's not really going to move people towards, you know, taking the action that you want them to take. So at the end of the day, what we need to start to develop without complicating it is an understanding of what a strategy can look like for a video, um, for a business, a video strategy. So if it help, if it's helpful for you, Bob, we can kind of break down a little framework that I use that maybe will give your listeners some, some uh, direction. How's that? Frameworks are always useful. I think there's one of my podcast guests once said frameworks foster freedom. And I love that. And I love frameworks. So go for it. Excellent. So, you know, the way to think about just planning for video content strategically, I want to caveat this first, but first of all, you need to know who you're making the video content for, right? So the first element to really get clear on is who is your audience? Who is your ideal target audience to to receive this content that you're creating? So start there, right? Let's assume that you know who you're speaking to and who you've created the content. The next stage is to then really think about what is the goal that you're wanting any particular piece of video that you're going to publish on whatever platform? What is the goal that you're trying to achieve with that particular video? And this is where we think about the marketing funnel, right? So I'm assuming your listeners are going to um, be familiar somewhat with the idea that there's a a journey that customers go on to buy whatever it is that they buy from, from you and your business. So, and there's different kind of decisions that they make along that journey. And, you know, often in marketing terms, it's referred to as that kind of funnel analogy that you've got the top of funnel, which is when people are becoming aware of a need that will eventually lead them to make a purchase. And then as they move further down the funnel, middle of the funnel, it's usually often referred to as that consideration phase when they're kind of weighing up their options, they're doing a bit more research into different things they can do or buy or or different ways they can solve the problem that they have. But in that consideration phase, they're not really thinking about buying, they're just kind of doing their research. And then as you move to that conversion end or that pointy bottom end of the funnel, this is when people are really considering the rational decision that they're about to make to part with their cash and buy your stuff. Right. So in simple terms, that's the marketing funnel. And when we think about that as also aligning with a journey, a customer journey, the the buyer journey, then you can start to think that you're going to need to talk to people in different ways in your video strategy at different stages of that customer journey. But I refer to what what I call a full funnel video strategy as well. And that's what I want to share. The framework I want to share takes it a step past that conversion or the sale through to that advocacy or that loyalist stage of that customer journey as well. Because once someone's bought from you, you want to obviously retain them in many cases to continue to buy from you or to buy from you again or to refer other people to buy from you in the future and to become your advocates of your brand. So we need to recognise in a video strategy that there's also that that post-purchase stage of the customer journey. So to simplify that, there's kind of four main stages of that customer journey that we're going to align our video strategy with. So we've got the awareness stage, top of funnel. We've got the consideration phase, middle of the funnel. And then we've got the conversion phase at the bottom of the funnel. And then we've got the advocacy stage, which is that post-purchase stage. So think about those four main stages, right? So from there, now we think, okay, so... There's a role for video in your video strategy in all of those stages. I'm sure you're starting to think about the different ways you can use different types of video there. 
So now we need to think, okay, so what's the difference? Like what types of videos are going to work at those different stages? And we'll start with the awareness stage, top of funnel, right? Is there anything you want to unpack further on that before we dive into that first goal for video, Bob? No, for me, it's it's really clear what you've been describing so far. I, I have questions, but I'm holding them back because I, I sense you're going to answer them in a moment. Largely around, I think what you're about to go into is the kind of content. My, what I'm wondering is the proportionality at each stage, but we can maybe come to that in a minute. Yeah, really good, really good. So, and we'll we'll get to that as well. So, let me just let me run through for you these the different types of content in these four stages, and then we'll we'll talk about what this practically means for someone who's thinking about how this works for their business, right? So, at the top of the funnel, there you're thinking about that awareness stage of the customer journey, and the goal here is to reach people with video content that is designed to connect on an emotional level with your ideal prospect, right? Because at that awareness stage, people are mostly focused on the pain that they feel or the problem they have in their life. They're not thinking rationally about how they're going to solve it. They're just dealing, living in their own world, you know, dealing with their stuff, right? So if you can create content that shows up for them and connects emotionally with that person, with you and your brand in a way that's like, I get you, I get what you feel. I know how this feels. I've been there and I've got a a solution for you. So the the types of content you want to create, obviously emotional kinds of content, but just kind of think of this kind of content as storytelling content, right? So the power of stories to connect on an emotional level with your prospects or your customers or your audience can't be ignored. And video is very powerful in the form of storytelling. So this kind of top of funnel awareness content is designed to get people to sit up and pay attention and to buy in to your brand before you ask them to buy. And as a personal brand, getting that buy-in is kind of like getting people to, to, to know, like, and trust you, like you talked about before, Bob, but also to kind of feel like, I like this person. I like this guy. He gets me. I like his style. I feel like he's got the expertise or the knowledge that I need to help me achieve the thing that I need to achieve. So from a video perspective, that's the kind of the videos you want to create. They can be as simple as showing up in a selfie mode video filmed on your iPhone, just telling your story, but telling it in a way that makes people get why you're valuable to them, right? So it's not about you. It's about how, you, how your story positions you as the ideal person to help them, right? And doing that in a way that's real, it's authentic, The other way to to kind of tell these stories at the top of the funnel is capture your client's stories. You can do a Zoom interview with them, but ask them questions that helps people understand where they were, where your client was before they started working with you, you know, the journey they went on to towards the success that you've enabled for them. And then where are they now? What's their new normal in their life thanks to the amazing work that you've helped them with, right? That's a story arc. And if you can just, you can do that through the right questions in an interview on Zoom, or you can do something more professional and and polished for these kinds of videos. So just generally, whatever the format of the video takes, whether it be a 60 second Instagram reel or a 20 minute YouTube video, if you're for this top of funnel or this awareness goal for your video strategy, if you're focused on the fact that I want the ideal person watching this video to connect emotionally with me and the fact that I can help them. 
then, or my business can help them if it's not a personal brand, right? Then, then that's, you've achieved the success that you want to achieve with that first, that first goal. I think what's interesting from what you described there is, and this is just simply to supplement what you described, it's the kind of content that people react to, which is great. But what that then leads to is when people react to your content within whichever platform it is, that then increases your reach for what's going to come next, I'm guessing. 100%. Yeah, because the goal of these videos at the awareness stage, you're not going to make a sale there. You know, some people might just watch that kind of awareness video and then be like, oh, my gosh, I really need to buy from this person and then go and seek you out and buy. That's great. Really hot prospect coming into the top of your funnel. They move very quickly down your slippery funnel and they buy from you, right? But that doesn't always happen. So the goal of that type of content is to get people to engage in your ecosystem around your brand or your business and to feel like, I like this, these guys or I like this business. I'm going to explore further. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to subscribe or I'm going to pay attention next time their content pops up in front of my eyeballs on whatever social platform. Because then the, the goal as we move down the funnel here is they're eventually going to move into that consideration phase of their customer journey at the speed that makes sense for them. But at some point, they're going to be actively thinking about you know, researching or figuring out how they can solve the problem that they have, right? And ideally, that's a problem that you can solve um, in your business, right? So in that consideration phase, middle of the funnel, it's less about telling stories, but now it's more about helpful content, right? So it's about adding value to that prospect's life. So they're searching for things anyway. They're Google searching, you know, questions that they for answers to the questions that they have or they're trying to figure out their options or they're, you know, scrolling on a social media feed and they're paying attention to videos that pop up about that subject that they've become interested in recently. And your content needs to show up for people here. So if you're thinking about what videos to create in this middle of the funnel, this consideration phase, it's about helpful content. This could be frequently asked questions videos. This could be sharing your expertise. Sometimes I refer to that as thought leadership content. This could be, you know, interview kind of content where you're doing Q&A with people. You could do a, uh, you know, short educational series. You could do a whole range of things, right? This is the foundation of good content marketing. You know, this is the kind of thing we've seen in video form or otherwise written blogs and articles all the way through to podcasts and Instagram reels and TikToks and things today. If they're, if they're trying to communicate something or educate you about something or inform you or inspire you or entertain you, then it's adding value to you, the audience. That's the goal of this kind of content here. I think simply an observation is what, I've, what I'm seeing from what you're describing is different people will tend to instinctively gravitate towards creating a particular kind of content. So I see a lot of people who seem to almost exclusively do top of funnel content. And then you'll see other people who will instinctively exclusively create middle of the funnel content. Yeah. And while what they're doing is really, really good, you can see the gap in the strategy from what you described there because the journey is broken, which is fascinating. And then when I also reflect on this, maybe we can talk about this in a minute as well once we get beyond the framework itself and i'm sorry for interrupting okay. but i often see almost an inner resistance to doing certain kinds of content so for me for example i i would i, I recognize an inner resistance to top of funnel whereas others they might have 
it's fascinating. But I'm sorry for interrupting. We still have the we have a, a long way to go still. Yeah, yeah. So what you're what you're identifying there, though, Bob, is is very true. And the fact is, is that good engaging authentic middle of the funnel content that's designed to add value can have worth for top of funnel awareness so you know if you do that and then this is where video is really powerful like if you're creating helpful content just in you know a blog form written content it's much harder to get to inject some of your personality and some of your humanity that emotional connection that video just has automatically whereas if you're doing a video format that's of a video of a blog right of a written article then just by its very nature it's getting some of that emotional connection in there people are watching you delivering your content and they're going i like this guy or you know i trust this guy and that's a awareness kind of a value that's coming through there so you know there is there is crossover here but you're absolutely right that potentially what they're missing is is really grabbing those people who are still skeptical or cagey about the fact that you are who you say you are. And that's where that awareness content, that top of funnel content can be really valuable. So as we move from that consideration phase, that helpful content that often takes up a good portion of people's video strategy, then we need to consider the sales content, right? Which is the conversion content, the bottom of the funnel. And this is the kind of content that in order to move people from an engaged active audience with your brand through your video strategy through to a customer, which is ultimately what we need as business owners, right? We need the sale. Then we need to think about how we can use video to, to make that sale happen easier, faster. Okay. So the kinds of content here is, is not cinematic storytelling, beautiful, emotional stuff. It's not just all about kind of giving value to the prospect. Now it's about asking for the sale, sharing rational information, overcoming objections that people have. And really the goal is getting people across the line to part with their cash and become a client or a customer. So the videos here, they're not designed for social media. They're not going to be sitting on a YouTube channel or in a Instagram feed, they need to be on a sales page or right next to the add to cart button or the inquiry button or the book a call or whatever the call to action is that, that indicates that they want to buy from you. So these videos are your, think of them like your VSLs in marketing terms, like your video sales letters, your long form sales videos on a landing page. You can think of them as like a, a, product walkthrough video that kind of says, okay, this is this product that I offer. Let me walk you through what you get. Let me show you kind of behind the scenes of my course or my platform. This is the kind of stuff that people are only going to be interested in watching when they're interested in buying, right? So it's not the kind of stuff that you show to a cold audience who are just at the top of the funnel or the beginning of their journey with you. It's the kind of stuff that people only want to see and you only want to show it to them when they're in that process of thinking about converting. So that type of content can look very different to the other types of content. But again, you, you've got a potential gap in your strategy if you're not using video to help, you know, get more sales across the line, right? So we can go much deeper into that. But I think for the purpose of outlining this framework, that's the kinds of videos you want to be doing at the conversion end. And just to touch really quickly onto the the advocacy stage that after the sale, this is where you want to be thinking about video. And the goal for this video is, is basically what we call delight. 
which is like delighting your customer. If you can create, use video in a way that provides an exceptional customer experience, builds community, connects with your customers on a personal level so they really feel like they've made the right decision buying from you and continuing to buy from you, then video is a very powerful tool to increase retention and, you know, to increase referrals and all of that good stuff that you need, you know, to grow a sustainable business. So the kinds of videos you'll do here could be like onboarding videos, like a welcome series. It could be a short video course that kind of helps people get a, get quick wins with their with your product or your service. It could be just a personalized thank you video that whenever someone buys your thing, you just record a quick video on your phone and say, hi, Bob, awesome to have you jump into this program. Really can't wait to, to help you and, and to, you know, get to know you and your business, um, look forward to, you know, our first catch up or whatever. So get that personalized video out without within the first 12 hours of them joining your program and they immediately overcome buyer's remorse. They're like, wow, I've made the best decision. This guy's great. Like how much does he care? Those kinds of videos, they don't cost anything, just a bit of time, but they work really well at that delight end of that customer journey for advocacy and loyalty. So that's the framework, you know, we can go a lot deeper into that, but really you can see there there's different types of videos you need to strategically plan for. And when you do it strategically, you know what the goal for that video is. You know that the goal for that conversion video is to get more ad to carts or more sales. The goal for that awareness video at the top of the funnel is just to get more people aware of who you are and following along with your journey and to be part of your community and you know, everything in between. I, I love it. It's really elegant. I think when, especially the conversion aspect, I think a lot of people fall over at that point, but some people get it brilliantly right. And I guess this is where we may be going next is this strategy when it's executed, even in a mediocre way, it can be extremely effective. When you only do a, a tiny portion of it exceptionally well, it can be very dysfunctional. So if you really invest in the whole process, the whole way down the funnel, I can see how that can be extremely powerful, especially if you decide, okay, I'm going to put some money behind getting people in the top. That's where things could get really interesting. The conversion point at the end, I think is where a lot of people might naturally feel a bit icky, where instead of driving traffic from Instagram to your corporate homepage, for example, you're driving people to a landing page with a video and an add to cart button. It might feel sleazy, but I would challenge that you're probably the same kind of person who would feel a bit sleazy making sales calls. Understanding that selling is the function of your business, your responsibility is to get your service into the hands of people who need it. There may be a bit of work to do there inside, but I think a lot of people struggle at that point specifically yeah the reality is with all of this is it's it's not just a marketing tactic right it it, it is just human nature you know at the end of the day like you say the function of a business is to make sales but also the function of a business when i think done right and sustainably is to is to you know assist people towards making the decision to buy from you not to sell to them but to you know move people towards making their own decision to buy from you because it's a win-win. Like you mentioned before, if 
if all you're focused on is one aspect of this strategy, so you, let's say you only do like sales type content. So you're always trying to sell. Every video re- you release is like an ad for your, your product or your thing. You're always like putting an offer out. Then people are going to feel slapped in the face. They're not going to want to buy from you because you haven't added value to them before and they don't even know who you are. I kind of liken it to the idea of, you know, a the analogy around dating, right? The idea of if you were to try for the conversion on your first date, you're going to get slapped in the face, right? But if you, but if you go for the conversion, but you've also, you've made a really great emotional connection on those first couple of dates, this person is bought into you. They think you're fantastic. They know you're a really good fit for them and you've added more value. They kind of know that, you know, there's alignment in your values that you've added value to their life. You've gone on second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, dates and then you go for whatever that conversion action is we know in that dating analogy that you're probably going to have more success right it's going to be a much you know more pleasant experience for everyone but we don't think about it like that when it comes to business but we need to it's human nature another thing i was thinking and it kind of builds on that a little bit is we hyper focus on the sale that's done with a credit card or a debit card but not all sales involve money and part of the sales funnel is often an email opt-in and from my perspective that's a sale somebody has decided to give you something they value in exchange for something that they value and if you're not a massive online business you probably don't have if we're honest that many email opt-ins so your advocacy stage can actually kick in at that point and i found People are astonished if you send them a video message after they've opted in. It's super simple using something like Zapier to set up an alert to say somebody opted in to your email list. You can jump in, send them a video message at that stage. You will have a fan for life and the advocacy can kick in and referrals can kick in. They may not put their hand in their pocket, but the next time they see somebody who needs what you do, I guarantee they will recommend you. So that advocacy for me, is probably the most powerful aspect and an area where you can get really creative. That's a really good insight, Bob, because this this framework, this idea of looking at content aligning with the customer journey across that full funnel, it's kind of like a funnel within a funnel within a funnel, depending on, you know, the different ways that people engage with your business. Because you've got this kind of macro funnel of like your whole ecosystem around your business where ideally you're going to have bits of content operating in these different areas. But then even like to take it down to like an individual landing page, a sales page or an opt-in page or, you know, course sales page, it's the same thing. Top of the page, you want it to be that awareness content. You want to make that emotional connection with a headline and a video that makes people sit up and pay attention. As they scroll a bit further down, you want to give some value, right? You want that consideration phase content further down that page. And then as they get towards the bottom of the page where the price is, that's where it needs to overcome objections and, you know, be content that's more designed to make the conversion. And then once that conversion's made, then you go for the advocacy. So this same this same framework applies in kind of micro instances as much as it does in a, in a macro kind of strategy for an entire business. I think it's also important to reflect. A question I ask a lot of new clients is, how long do people decide? How long do people take? This, what, what is the gap between the impulse and the purchase? And I ask them to think about something they're thinking about buying at the moment. 
um, they'll usually come up with something like, I'm thinking about a bike or headphones. And I'll ask them, when did you first think about that? Probably about six months ago or a year ago sometimes. Okay, and then I say, and when are you likely to act on that? And I say, probably in a few months. And what that tells us is the, the, the gap between impulse and purchase, the higher the value, often the longer that period of consideration is. And if you can be a companion on that journey, the chances of them converting in your direction rather than somebody else's grow exponentially the longer that relationship grows. And what I love about your strategy is the longer somebody's in your ecosystem, the closer to the bottom they get and the easier that decision becomes for them when they come to that point of deciding, okay, it's time. It's really elegant. And I can see how this is for many people, the big gap. I think on, on to add to that, Bob, as well, that the, the right, that using video in the strategy like this can actually accelerate or, or minimize that gap, can reduce that gap in many cases. Because think about your bike or your headphones. If you're just, you know, vaguely thinking about it and you're like, oh, maybe I'll make a purchase decision on that thing one day. And that's one thing. But, you know, if you, connected with a brand that had this amazing, you know, awareness video of this showing this bike that you're like, this is amazing. Like how, how, how many cool things could adventures I could have on that thing. And you really bought into the idea that you need this in your life. And then, you know, and then you start following their Instagram channel and there's videos on there educating about like all the different, you know, ways that you can utilize this kind of bike product or, you know, adventures you can get up to. And so now you're even more bought in and you're like, this, I really like this brand. And then, you know, you're probably just going to much more quickly go over to their actual sales page and go, well, how much does this bike cost? They've got a great video on that sales page and it's, you know, basically overcoming all the barriers and questions you had. And you're like, it's a no brainer. I'm going to get out my credit card and buy this thing now. And then you go home to your wife and say, I bought a $2,000 bike. And she's like, you did what? (laughs) Because the video strategy moved you without you even realizing towards making that purchase decision much quicker than you would have if you were just left to your own devices, you know, languishing around the internet waiting for someone to connect with you and sell you a bike. So think about that for your own business, whatever that may be. How can you use video to accelerate that sale? So, so far we've unpacked a really elegant video strategy that is almost a universal template. It could be applied to pretty much any business. And I really hope people listening were taking notes because I was. There's one thing before we wrap up that I want to, your perspective on a little bit. We've spoken about how the job of video is to get people to know, like, and trust you. And I think that for a lot of people is a little bit of a hang up as well. The process goes a little bit like this. I'm going to make a video. What if people don't like me? That I think is, so for some people, it's more or less conscious, but everybody wants to be liked, but that's not serving you. So what's your perspective? How do you help people move past that? I, I think the key mindset shift here, and it's not easy. I'm going to absolutely recognize that showing up on camera, particularly as a personal brand. And so it's, it's you who you're putting out there into the world is a pretty scary thing. But if you realize that you're doing it not for you, but you're doing it because of the value that you and your business and your service adds to that person's life. And the more you do that, the more you get 
these subtle little nods of appreciation back. I guarantee you it will happen if you're doing this genuinely and authentically. You take the, the initial scary actions, you put out a few videos, you will start getting little nods back, little indications that someone's watching or someone's enjoying or someone got value from that. And then that mindset shift needs to happen within you of, right, I'm not doing this for me. This isn't about me. This is about the person that I'm serving. And th that's not an easy answer, right? But that's, that's the mindset shift that I've seen so many people have when they've started being using video for their brand. And I think when you, when you come at it from that way, then you can be less concerned about whether or not your hair is perfect or whether or not what you said was ideal or, you know, whatever. If you can just show up for the people that you want to be serving in your business, then focus on that first. Yeah. I think for me that, that was, I, I will put my hand up to a little bit of vanity. That was one of the biggest things. And for me, it was a little bit of a breakthrough when I realized Actually, it's inevitable. A large number of people are not going to like me. A large number of people are going to completely ignore me. But it's basic mathematics. There's a portion of people who will like me. And if you're spending all your time resisting creating content for, let's say, the two-thirds of people who are maybe not going to be into you, you never actually get to meet that third of people who will just instinctively kind of like you. Yeah. And when you can understand it and play the numbers, you realize... The two thirds, they don't matter. It's the one third that are for me. And the result, and the algorithm kind of takes care of this for you, is you just end up with a party where the only people come are the people who like you. Yeah. And that's a wonderful thing. I, and I really enjoy that. Yeah. And I think just on that as well, the important thing to recognize is that so many people, when you start putting content out, particularly on social media, like you say, the algorithm will help you find your people. But you know, there's, it's very rare that someone will actually attack you, you know, as a troll kind of, it does, look, it does happen sometimes, very rare in my experience that people will attack you for no real reason because you put something out there into the world on video. The reality is if people don't connect with you or they don't like you, they'll just scroll past, they'll just flick to the next video and they'll be less likely to see your content in the future and that is absolutely fine doesn't yeah. matter who scrolls past your video. What matters is the people that stop long enough to go, this guy looks interesting. This person looks like they've got an interesting opinion about something. I'm going to stick around and hear what they have to say. That's what matters. Ben, you have done an outstanding job of unpacking video strategy today. I honestly, 250 odd interviews, I don't think I've ever had such clarity from a strategic perspective. We haven't really spoken about tactics today at all. And... I leave with actionable stuff to do. And I really hope the listener does too. I, I briefly wanted to touch on proportionality. Yes. When we're creating content, we have the top of funnel, middle of funnel, the bottom of the funnel and the advocacy, especially with the top of funnel and the middle of the funnel. How would you advise in terms of a, a two to one, 10 to one ratio? How should we think about that? Or have I got it all wrong? It's a good question and it comes up quite often with people, but the, the reality is, is there's no ideal portion or proportion or percentage or allocation because every business is different and how every business operates and moves people towards the sale and the, you know, continued retention with the, with the business is different. The way that I like to think about it is for you to, to analyze 
the, the customer journey that your, your ideal customers are already going on with you and identifying where the gaps are in your current strategy and that's where you need to focus more of your time and attention at any given time. To give you an example of that, if you're a, a brand or a business that you're pretty good at selling, when you get a engaged, qualified prospect, you know, in your ecosystem, you're pretty good at selling. Maybe that selling happens quite often on like, you know, face-to-face Zoom calls or you, you very hands-on kind of a sales process for your business and your conversion rate's pretty high. Then I'm going to say you probably don't need to focus much at this stage on conversion-focused content for your for your video strategy. But if you're identifying the problem is in your business that you, just not enough people are aware of you, so you've got an awareness problem, then I would be focusing more time and attention on creating awareness content at that stage of your business growth. But then the, the opposite can happen in some businesses where they've got a great community, a lot of followers, a lot of people are aware of that they exist and they're, you know, they're, they're everywhere, right? But the problem is, is not enough of those people are buying from you. Then I'd be focused much more on sales content at that stage. So do the audit and identify where is the gaps, where is the opportunities to growing your business strategically by using the right videos. And that can change over time. You might kind of focus for a while on, you know, really nailing that kind of consideration content with lots of good content marketing videos all throughout your social media channels. So you really nailed that and then you probably can pull back a little bit on that. Like you might not stop that type of content, but you maybe then you're going to focus a bit more on, okay, what's some of the untapped resource in my existing customer base that I can start to do better with that, you know, that advocacy stage content and, you know, boost my sales in that way. If people are listening and they want to go deeper with you, they want to find out more about you, what's the best place to do that? Yeah, thanks, Bob. Really appreciate you having me on the show again. Um, So, look, probably the best way is I do get into more of the tactical stuff as well as the strategic stuff on my podcast, the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, and on YouTube, the Engage Video Marketing uh, YouTube channel as well. So just you can search for my name or or search for Engage Video Marketing on on those platforms and you can come and follow along there and hopefully learn some more as well. But also encourage people if they've got value from this, reach out. You know, I'm happy to just share some ideas or connect on email with people as well. So ben at engagevideomarketing.com. Let's just start a conversation. And my final question, what's one thing you do now that you wish you'd started five years ago? It's a good question. And there's many things, I think, really. But when it comes down to it... Oh, I could have a couple. I'm going to, I'm going to say that probably, and this is something that um, I'm still not probably perfect at, but I'm better at, right? And that is consistency. Consistency with showing up when it comes to my own content marketing. So I've been talking about this stuff, this video strategy stuff for, for seven years, but it took me a long time to get consistent with content and putting myself out there and overcoming my own objections and barriers and roadblocks. But consistency is is what I think I wish I'd started much sooner, whether it be consistency with my YouTube channel or consistency with my podcast. So, you know, that's something that I think you can't start soon enough because consistency generates, you know, the success over time. It is a like snowball effect. I think that's a really good answer. And I think especially when it comes to video, that's the one thing that is universally 
expressed, video marketing requires consistency. So thanks for that. That does bring us to the end of another episode. Thanks to you for listening at home. If you did enjoy the show, then I would gently encourage you to leave a five-star review. That's five, like the fingers on your hand, wherever you listen to podcasts and to share it with just one person. If you did enjoy the show, then you will love the Personal Brand Business Roadmap. It's everything you need to start, scale, or fix your expert business. Just tap the link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.agency forward slash roadmap. Thanks again for listening. Thank you, Ben. You've been awesome. And see you next week. <laughs>